Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and it's great to be with you. In this podcast, I'll be sharing on the rebellion of mankind at the Tower of Babel and what we can learn from it. This is the third of three catastrophic falls of humanity. In studying this event, we can learn much about God and ourselves. So thank you for joining me. Keep in mind that this is a midrash and not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. I'm going to jump right into uh, the uh, text today. It's Genesis chapter 11. I'll be reading from the JPS translation. Keep in mind there's three major falls of humanity. If you remember, the first one was Adam and Eve, our parents in the garden. That was the first fall, a fall from grace. They lost their relationship with God. They were evicted from their home and property. There was upheaval in their role assignments, uh, reproducing, and in earning a living. The second great fall was in Genesis chapter 6. Humanity's preoccupation with evil and wickedness, as seen in their sexual immorality and gratuitous violence that had filled the world of their day. This led to God bringing widespread judgment with a universal flood that resulted in every human being being destroyed and all the soulish animals related to them, uh, the only exception being Noah, his family, and the animals that were brought in on the ark. Now, the third one, the third fall, is recorded in Genesis chapter 11. That's the Tower of Babel. This is where God confuses their languages and he scatters them. Today, we're going to take a closer look at this rebellion, this third rebellion and fall of humanity. So in Genesis chapter 11, I'm just going to work down through the passage. Uh, we have uh, 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 verses 1 through 9 is, is what I'm going to work down through. Let me just begin. It says, Everyone on earth had the same language and the same words. And as they migrated from the east, they came upon a valley in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them hard. Brick served them as stone, and bitumen served them as mortar. And they said, Come, let us build a city and a tower with its top in the sky to make a name for ourselves, else we shall be scattered all over the world. Now, wait wait a minute. I mean, didn't we read back in Genesis about the mandate that he had given to Adam and Eve? He said in in verse 28 of chapter 1 of Genesis, concerning Adam and Eve, it says, God blessed them and God said to them, be fertile and increase. Be fertile and increase. Multiply and fill the earth and master it. Think about that. The mandate was to be fertile and increase. 
to 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 be be uh, how, you know, to, to multiply, uh, to have children, and to fill the earth, and to to lord over it or to become a master of it. This was the mandate given to humanity. Now, now here we are at the Tower of Babel, and and instead of filling the earth, what are they doing? They are sticking together, wanting to build a city. They don't want to be scattered all over the world. They even state in the text, we do not want to be scattered all over the world. Let's build a city. Let's hang together and let's make a name for ourselves. So really what they've done is they've rejected the mandate that was given early on to humanity. This rebellion, as we see both in the garden and then later at uh, uh, Genesis 6, uh, with the fallen sons of God coming down and cohabitating with uh, mankind, and now, after Noah resettles and, 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 and begins to repopulate the earth, we have this new rebellion. Mankind is back on the map, and they have multiplied, but they're not filling the earth. Instead, they're coming together, and they want to build a great city and a tower in the city so that they can have a great name. Uh, they don't want to be scattered. They don't want to fill the earth. They've rejected the mandate that God had given to them. Now, this is outright rebellion. It's rebellion against God, and it's pride. I mean, their pride is exhibited in the idea that they want to create a name for themselves. They want to make a name for themselves. So full of rebellion and pride, they kind of set out to do their own thing. Verse 5, The Lord came down to look at the city and the tower that man had built. And the Lord said, If... As one people with one language for all, this is how they've begun to act, then nothing that they may propose to do will be out of their reach. Let us then go down and confound their speech there, so that they shall not understand one another's speech. Thus the Lord scattered them from there over the face of the whole earth, and they stopped building the city. Now, keep in mind that in the previous rebellion, God was so angry that he decided to destroy mankind and all of the soulish animals related to him. So he sent a universal uh, flood to destroy mankind at that time. Now he says in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 21, Never again will I doom the earth because of man, since the devisings of man's mind are evil from his youth nor will I ever again destroy every, every living being as I have done. It states later in the passage that he had regretted uh, sending the flood, uh, that this broke his heart, that he himself, in a sense, was appalled and shocked at the widespread destruction that he had set into motion due to their rebellion at the time. And he vowed in his heart, I'll never, never, do this again. And we note that here we are uh, once again at this apex of rebellion in mankind, where they're going to do their own thing their own way. And instead of filling the earth and ruling over it, they're going to build a city and they're going to stay together, build a city and build a tower into the heavens and, and, and make a name for themselves. So this time God says, you know what? I'm going to scatter them. I'm not going to destroy them. That's too much. I'll never do that again. But I will judge them, and this time I'm going to scatter them myself. 
if they will not fulfill the mandate, that I'll force them. I will scatter them myself. And he does. He, he changes their languages so they can't understand each other. And then he moves them out. And so they, at this point, um, go out into the earth and they become nations with boundaries at this time. Now, this is, uh, you know, God's judgment for them at this time. Let me go to uh, verse number nine. That is why it is called Babel, because there the Lord confounded the speech of the whole earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Now, this is in some ways analogous of God separating himself, even divorcing himself from the Gentiles. He's going to send them away, so to speak. He's going to start over. He's going to start over with one man and one woman. So we come to the close in chapter 11 of this horrible event that took place at the Tower of Babel. And then chapter 12 begins with this word, verses 1 through 3. The Lord said to Abraham, or Abram, Go forth from your native land and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse him that curses you, and all the families of the earth shall bless themselves by you. Chapter 11, the rebellion of mankind. Once again, the third fall, God scatters them, and on the heels of scattering them, he takes for himself one man and one woman. He calls Abram and Sarah to come out. Of, of, of their home, out of their uh, family clan, out of their land, to pursue him. And it's through this man that he's going to bring forth a nation, through this man and this woman, Abraham and Sarah. And he said that he's going to be a great nation. And who is that nation? Everyone knows that nation is Israel, the 12 tribes of Jacob. Through Israel, all the nations will ultimately have the opportunity for blessing. It's it's going to be Israel first and then the nations. It's going to be through Israel to the Jew first and then also to the Greek or to the Gentile. So that's going to be the pattern of redemption. He's going to start all over again. This time from one man and one woman, he'll raise up his own nation. And through that nation, he's going to accomplish redemption. So in, in, in summary, let me just you know, kind of make some points here as we bring this show to a close. This Tower of Babel represents the third rebellion of mankind. We have seen that that God's assessment of mankind is true and accurate. That man, for whatever reason, is filled with his own pride and self-centeredness and has bent uh, has has been bent on evil. Uh, from the beginning, from the fall all the way up till now, mankind has just been consistently rebelling against God. And this is the third time. This time God restrains himself, and in mercy, instead of destroying them, he scatters them, scatters them, and, and, and then through a number of other factors, uh, they become nations, and, uh, and then later he's going to call them back. But what he's going to do in the meantime is he's going to take one man and one woman and raise up a nation. And through that nation, he will then ultimately call the nations back in order that they might be blessed as well. So Abraham and Sarah show up on the scene. He calls them forth. 
And uh, through them, uh, we have the birth of Isaac and then Jacob, and then Jacob and his descendants become uh, Israel, the chosen people. These are the 12 tribes of Jacob. And uh, through Israel, of course, the Messiah is going to come. Think about this. Through Israel, he's going to bring about the reconciliation of the nations and then restore all things to his original intent. So it's going to be through Israel that the Messiah is going to come forth. And Messiah did. Yeshua ben David, Jesus, son of David. He comes forth from Israel, from the tribe of Judah. Now, he's rejected, and it was predicted, it was prophesied that he'd be rejected by his own people. And he was. He was rejected. And then he sent to the Gentiles, or he comes to the Gentiles. And the Gentiles, of course, the nations, have been responding to Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, for the last 2,000 years, and the fullness of the Gentiles are coming in. But it's on the heels of the fullness of the Gentiles coming in that God's going to turn back to Israel. In fact, in the end, Israel's going to repent and cry out to the Messiah. And when she cries out to the Messiah, he's coming back. Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back, that will trigger the great end-time resurrection of the dead, He's going to judge the living and the dead and then bring us into the age to come. So I want to encourage you with this. Keep your eyes on Israel. She kind of disappeared there for 1,800, 1,900 years and then popped back up on the map in 1948. She is the uh, chosen people. And keep your eyes on her because ultimately she's going to turn her heart towards Jesus. For us today, if you're listening, I want to encourage you to believe in Messiah. Believe, put your trust in Jesus the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. Put your trust in him. He's returning to judge the living and the dead. People are going to be raised in that day, some to damnation and a second permanent irreversible death, and others who have believed in him and trusted in him as their atonement, They will be glorified and immortalized. They're going to inherit a new heavens and a new earth forever. Put your trust in Yeshua the Messiah before it's too late. Don't put that off. Soon, Israel too will turn their hearts to him. And what a day that is going to be. Well, that concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us give financially, and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. And until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. 
Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.